I am super excited to announce that we now have a formal partnership with the Prospect Wizard. And when I say wizard, I mean wizard. Obviously, you have a website. This allows you to convert your website traffic visitors directly into leads. It's not just another chatbot, and it's not AI, but it allows a visitor to call, text, or leave a voicemail. Immediately goes to you, your sales team, or anyone else in the club instantly. MIT shows a study that if you contact the lead within 10 minutes, chance of them converting goes up nine times that of the average. We got the Atlanta clubs on it, Vita Fitness, Gold's Gym, Mountainside, City Fitness Philly, College Park. Become one of the next Halo companies to deploy the wizard. It's easy to use. Go to theprospectwizard.com. Get a free 30-day trial. Talk to my boy, Dave Gallon. He will get you all set up and let the leads flow based on the wizard. Go get them. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of bringing on Dean McCarthy. We are going to talk about the power of squads. Shout out to Michael Ricks at McKinsey. That's McKinsey & Co. Very high-end place to work. Introducing me to a fellow entrepreneur. So, Dean, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Pete. It's uh, funny you mentioned Michael Ricksy. He was um, a big part of our advertising campaign early on. He's a good-looking lad. And he used to run down the highway. And um, we'd have a lot of eager females join the gym after after seeing him one by when we with his shirt. So, glad that he was able to make the link. That's funny. Yeah, he's a big proponent of uh, health, wellness in the Hilo sector. So we welcome his, uh, his forward-looking research and bringing more capital uh, into the category. So, you know, give us a little background on, you know, how you got to here, uh, you know, from Australia to New York and now basically setting up, you know, groups of people to be able to work out and you've got your own studios and, uh, you know, this, this should evolve in a number of different ways and could be like a fireworks display. So give us a little background. Yeah, absolutely. And again, thank you for having me on. I'm really enjoying the podcast. I've got a lot of value from it. So we started in 2020. I arrived in New York in 2019, uh, about six months before the pandemic. Um, so great timing. Uh, but before <laughs> that, I was uh, I played I played a higher level of rugby through university. Um, was always was big in, in into my team sports and, and and had a crack at making it professionally there. Sadly, didn't have the skills. Um, Went into corporate and uh, worked in finance for a couple of years before moving over to salesforce.com. Worked there for a number of years in their financial services practice. They transferred me over to New York. And um, uh, after the pandemic had happened, uh, there was an absence of, of opportunities to train. And, and the insight that we really had was in Australia, people train together in groups in a more common way. You know, you, you would play rugby until you're 35 or you would, you would be part of a netball team until you were 35. And coming to the US, we noticed that the workout culture was, was very different, really transactional in, in nature. Um, incredible, you know, entertaining, fun, great. But, but we felt we were just missing that, that, that training with your friends element. And so that's what we did. We started groups of people training together at the same time and place with a dedicated coach. Um, and that's what we call squads. And that's kind of the story of it, how it came to be. Now, just for the, for the entrepreneurs that are out there, you, you're obviously, you know, in effect, solving your own frustration, realizing that other people have that same frustration. We're going to replicate it. We're going to make it as, as amazing an experience and as seamless to, to interact, to get socialization and 
you know, get people together, which is probably one of the hardest things to do in Manhattan because everyone feels like they don't have enough time. Um, totally. You know, so, so when you take a look at, you know, ways that you could have done that, um, you could have gone to a, you know, a, a CrossFit studio or personal training studio or, um, you know, Barry's boot camp. I'm a big soul cycler. And you could have said, yeah. hey, I'm going to go rally my troops around me. I'm going to kind of make this my hub. And I'm just going to like pull people in like I'm a rugby team and I'm going to try and like create that. And maybe I'll still be working at Salesforce. So what kind of, you know, talk to us as an entrepreneur about, hey, look, this was the only way I could do this was, yeah. was my way. And I can't really let somebody else host me. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's a great question. I mean, we were, I was playing rugby here in New York and they did a great job of bringing us together. And it was just because COVID happened that that stopped. Um, so when it came back, we certainly had that opportunity, but we didn't find that, well, I didn't find at least the CrossFits that I was going to had the infrastructure in place to create those organic moments to connect with people, right? So you're in the class without a doubt. And in those moments, that's, that's brilliant. You know, that's, that's a great, great time. But then you're kind of in and out, you know, the next class starts, you're off. So what right. we really struggle to do is, is build it around really WhatsApp groups. So each squad is made up of 10 to 20 people and they live within a WhatsApp. And so there's an opportunity for you to look at the profiles of the people in your squad to connect with them after. Um, and, and, and we really set up the infrastructure that allowed for that organic kind of communication. We also partnered on real partnered really early on with Bluestone Lane, which is an Australian cafe down in West Village where we sure. first started. And we almost made it mandatory to go to coffee after the workout. We used to say that the workouts were an hour long, um, 45 minutes um, working out and 15 minutes having a coffee. And so that really, that was another part of the infrastructure we put in place to ensure that those interactions were happening. Um, yeah, so long way of answering your question. Like we, yeah. we just thought there was elements missing around the edges. So what, what's, you know, you've got your own, you've got three studios now. We'll have everything up on the show notes. You can talk about, you know, where those are strategically located. But what are some of the things that you're hearing from members of the squad to say, you know what, I'm achieving more in my workout goals. I feel better. Maybe I have a support system in this, in, in New York City that I didn't think I had before. What are some of the things that, that have come about or some of the aha moments that you said, hey, this is working. It's not... Forget about the quant quantitative side of the of a business, but just talk about the qualitative side of of the uh, of what your what experiences that you're delivering. Yeah, and and that's a great point because this didn't start necessarily as a financial endeavor. You know, it really was just about how how we solved that problem. And you know what what we've noticed because people have a set training time and a schedule, um, it means that they really develop consistency you know when we're not like a gym that you can drop in anytime any anytime you like and so that schedule develops habits so we find that the um attendance levels are really really high but but more importantly is the retention and i'm interested to hear your thoughts on this Pete. I, I wouldn't know maybe you do kind of what the average month-to-month -month retention is of a gym um, i know some um from personal stories about 50 to 60 percent stay on uh, monthly, but our membership is purely monthly based and we have a retention sitting around 96 to 98%. So people, when they join, don't leave, which means that they get a lot more consistency and end up changing their, their relationship because they're not yeah. doing it 
punish themselves for you know a couple of burgers they had and they're not they're not doing it because they're select they think that we're the greatest modality you know they're selecting it because it's a fun way to work out and to be with friends this is pete moore i want to let you in on a little secret there's this company called promotion vault and what they do is they give out rewards from retailers that allow you to incentivize your members without having to do zero down and one month free or giving away shakes or giving away t-shirts. What you want to do is build a rewards program that lasts, that people value, and that doesn't discount your own products and services. So here's the deal. There's something called Rewards Vault. The Rewards Vault is going to allow a member to set up their own profile. They are going to answer questions. You are going to get those answers. You're going to be able to target those members and you're going to reward them inside your club, inside your spa, and outside of the club and outside of the spa to get them to become loyal, to get them to pay their monthly dues, and to be rewarded properly for the actions. A lot of companies are cutting back on rewards. You shouldn't be. Promotion Vault's your answer. Trust me, this is real. Yeah, I mean, from a attrition standpoint, you know, the average health club, even if you're an excellent health club in the U.S., you might still be losing 3% monthly of your members. So, you know, if I'm a lifetime fitness, you know, 30% of my members are going to return over. So I'm basically 5,000, I'm losing 1,500. And I'm basically using every month to try and refill that, you know, 1,500 that, that are going to be lost. Um, if you look at some of the health clubs that maybe like, consider like each VLP 2.0, where it's basically, you know, more of just coming in and coming out. Um, without necessarily a strong relationship with the club, that could be anywhere between five to six percent per month. So it could be half or more of the membership that is turning over. You know, some of that might be transient, some of it might be where people live, you know, but on average, it's kind of unacceptable that somebody joins a health club and doesn't stay for, you know, two years. And a lot of that is because somebody hasn't helped them achieve the goals that they had had thought that they could achieve. Um, people aren't asking the right questions. They're, it's not a personalized uh, experience. And, you know, uh, it's very easy to break up with a health club, you know, where it might be right. harder to break up with a squad. Um, so there's right. some dynamic about, you know, relationships and, um, you know, leaving a team, as I like to use as, you know, uh, as a great analogy, like nobody wants to get cut. Uh, nobody wants to like retire from a professional team, you know, if you're getting all the benefits out of it. So, yeah, I mean, I would never say to my rugby team when I was playing, hey, guys, you know, it's, it's just not working with my schedule. I'm not going to work out with you guys. You know what I mean? Like, and that, that's, that's what we're developing. And, and that's why I think the unit economics worked, at least in my scenario where I was working full-time when we started this. You know, we didn't have any startup capital. We, we didn't, you know, we didn't go on and take any big risks with, with debt or anything like that. This was completely self-funded from the initial Venmo payments we received for hiring a coach. Um, and given where we were in COVID, we had no equipment. So when we first started, we just had square boxes, you know, drawn on the floor and we were just doing burpees inside. And the aha moment I had was, hell, this could work because people are joining because they're joining a squad. They're not joining a modality. They're not joining facilities and they're certainly not joining amenities. So when we came out of COVID and all these other gyms started coming back quite aggressively, I was kind of thinking, all right, the gig's up. You know what I mean? Now people can go back to their, you know, 
their equinoxes and their whatnot. And we retained and members um, continuously said, look, I, I would hate to leave my squad. You know, I've developed some really good friendships in there. So, so why would I leave? So uh, aside from the competitive nature of, let's say you said, look, I figured out the special sauce on people working out in urban cities where they're more focused on their time and not focused on relationships, even though they want to focus on relationships and have them. Um, if you decided tomorrow, look, my business runs on its own. I'm going to actually take my relationship building squad platform and I'm going to go show all these health clubs around the country how to do it and get to 95% retention um, and actually create like these robust, you know, micro communities that, you know, are impenetrable. Um, have you kind of stumbled upon something that maybe is so intuitive yet people don't have the ability to think about how you implement it? Yeah, I mean, I think there's been a number of lessons we've learned from squads because we're still dealing with interpersonal relationships, you know? And so we have a really refined onboarding process that ensures that people feel, you know, because something that we have to overcome is that that perception of clickiness, you know, well, there's a squad there, they're already formed, they're already mates, like what's going on? And so we spend a lot of time and we overlap um, full-time staff only um, for the most part and technology to ensure that anyone who joins gets the right onboarding kind of treatment and is, is integrated into a squad really quite well. Uh, so that's kind of where our IP is and where we really um, um, focus on. Got it. So when you, when you started this business up, you started with some friends, did you start with some other people? Had you kind of, it sounded like it more started not as a, a business plan and a, uh, incorporation and here's my EIN number. It sounded more of like a, a fluid, you know, the business kind of, it turned into a business. Not really sure if it started as was. Exactly. No, that, that that's spot on. That's spot on. The first squad was me and my mate. And then yeah. winter started peeking its head and we thought, holy dooly, we've got to go find a space indoors. And we were walking past this um, gym, which was refined studio at the time. The owner actually sold a uh, mirror to Lululemon. And so I remember negotiating with her on taking over the lease and she really didn't want to have a business. She, she had just sold a big bit, bit of cash and didn't want to have anything to do with me. But she was very kind in the end and we got into that space. And then it was like, holy hell, we can't get a space and a lease without an EIN number, without an LLC. Right. And so we kind of shot fire on that. That's kind of how it happened. And then, and then what's, the, what's your current status? Are you working full-time, have a career, and also doing Village ath Athletic or is this now full-time? Yeah, no, it's a full, it's, um, uh, we've hired full-time. I still have a full-time job. So I'm very much a financial owner um, and we've implemented some incredible um, full-time um, fitness professionals to run it. Of course, I have a lot of oversight on, on the decisions we make and how we grow, seeking investment and, and that kind of stuff. But the day-to-day -day is managed by fitness. Mm -hmm. You know, so many things that, that struck me and not struck very often. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so one thing that struck me when I was looking at your website and, you know, you list the squads, uh, but you don't necessarily list the facilities and, and it kind of maybe stopped the think of what you just said was that by not showing me a facility, I'm not psychologically thinking about how I'm going to get there, how I'm going to get back. Is it convenient? Is it not convenient? Um, I'm thinking about joining a team and no matter what sport you play, your team plays everywhere. So, right. you know, depending on what level you're at, it doesn't really matter what stadium you're in. It just matters who your mates are and who, 
your squad is. So I feel like you're coming, you're kind of parlaying something deeper into like, what am I marketing? Like my, my facilities might not be, that's not, that's not an important decision-making checklist item that I'm giving to you. Is that, how, how do I think about it? Well, we're looking to, for people who are self-selecting into squads. You know what I mean? Like we're very transparent about what we are and what we're not upfront, you know? So if you're looking for facilities, Equinox, you know what I mean? If you're looking for um, convenience, F45. If you're looking for a genuine team, you're coming to us. If you're looking to, for accountability, you're coming to us. So we very deliberately have set up our naming convention. So the athletic club is our parent company. And then um, each neighborhood that we serve has their own gym. So we have West Village Athletic, we have Greenwich Village Athletic, and we have Williamsburg Athletic. So we want people to identify with the area that they live in and then travel to join their team. Got it, got it. You know, one of the things, we'll send you a copy of our book, Time to Win Again, but we always say that you should treat your employees like professional athletes. Uh, give them uniforms with their name on the back so they feel that they're, you know, their playing field is basically your, your company. Um, and they're the biggest representation of that. So a, as your people that are listening to this podcast saying, you know, hey, I like what these guys are doing as they grow, you know, am I, you know, qualified or am I the type of person that you would hire? Um, you know, maybe without giving us the full, you know, Myers-Briggs checklist, you know, who, who, what type of people have you identified? Um, say like, this is the type of person, you know, are they a coach, were they a player, you know, to talk about that as you grow. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we tend to hire for full-time only. We're trying to stay away from contractors as much as we can, which is kind of bucking the trend of the industry. We like that because we don't necessarily want people to feel like they're mercenaries within our business. We want them to really identify with our members. Um, so that's kind of number one, someone who wants to full-time. We've had a lot of luck with previous athletes. In fact, one of the, one of the, you promoted um, gameplan.com, I believe it is, yeah. um, the game plan. So we, yeah. we, we really like that. You know, pr- former athletes, we would love to have involved, particularly if they played a team, played in team sports in college. Um, so our, our staff tend to have that background and then generally have to be willing to be a community manager just as much as you know, if you're a, if you're a purebred coach and you just love the day-to-day technicality of coaching, probably not for us. You know, we're looking for people who have that desire to, to be customer success community managers. Got it. And when you take a look at the programming, you started off with the burpees, uh, you know, without any equipment. I get that. I don't know how long I could do burpees for, but I, I, I can do some. Um, but, you know, do you have to, do different squads kind of take different either weeks or you know, like we're doing a six week and we're going to do hit with this group. We're going to do six week and we're going to do, you know, some other modality or how, how do you guys set up programming side of it? Yeah. So we, another good thing about me not being a fitness professional by trade is we, we've hired in people with really good experience um, in that. I, I, I listened to a talk you had with the Metabolic um, founders yeah. and love yeah. their approach to, to fitness. We, we take something very similar, being a former athlete, our coach would never say to us, hey, we're going to do six days of high-intensity interval training, you know, as hard as you can. You know, your body would just... So we're very... Del- like, you, you, you train with your team twice a week in the gym doing interval strength training, right? So we, we are loading the bar and we're also, you know, getting to, to, to pretty high heart rate zones in those times. But then on the alternative days that you're not with your squad, you're doing a run club, which is a steady state level two training or you're recovering, you know, you're not in the gym at all. So for us, we're really thinking about how you train for consistency. You know, consistency is a core value as ours. And so going in and 
getting your ass kicked, as, as people like to say, five days a week, it's, it's not what we do. You know, our modality is much more about being a consistent athlete and a consistent trainer. Yeah. So one of the investments we made uh, quite some time ago, which is which doing great, where the, the, the founders are awesome at this company called Higher Dose. Um, they do a lot of infrared saunas. They do infrared blankets, LED light masks. Um, they've got a location at 11 Howard uh, where they've taken over several rooms. Um, basically, they're almost like a prohibition style type of, you know, workout recovery, not on the front door type of thing. You know, as you evolve squads, and the reason why I bring this up is, you know, is there is there a squad that says, okay, we're doing this, we're doing brunch, and then we're going to, you know, 11 Howard to higher dose. And, you know, hey, we're doing squads, and then we're going to a, you know, giant game. Like, is this is this turning into like a robust kind of end-to-end, you know, starts with fitness, starts with, with community, it kind of leads to community, and then it starts, then it becomes kind of like your social, you know, opportunities to, yeah. to add to your, you know, things you're going to do with others. Yeah, it's a great insight. And I mean, I think, I think I've heard you mention on the pod a couple of times, like as much as people don't want to, it, it, there, there is a real serious issue of loneliness, not just in New oh, York, but mental health is in a really bad place for a lot of people. And that stems from just not having the support network around them. So one of the beautiful things about seeing your squad every Monday and Wednesday going for a coffee is you develop these networks. Now, out of that, we, we as I mentioned, have inserted these infrastructure to support it. So we have an events planner, Tor. She does an incredible job. She puts on something monthly that varies in scale and scope. You know, that might just be a happy hour every Thursday at a local pub. It could be, or it could be one of the major galas that we do at the end of the year where we fundraise, where we have three or 400 people there and we're, we're fundraising. But the really cool thing to your point is you, these WhatsApp groups start forming around special interests. So each squad has their own WhatsApp. Then we have a parent WhatsApp where we will socialize other special interests. So there'll be a hiking, you know, there's a interest in Formula One and there's a Taylor Swift um, appreciation society, you know, where all the, within, the, there's, a, there's a real estate sharing group within New York where people are just sharing apartments constantly. So oh. it's really forming this um, ecosystem around the training that, that is becoming quite good. And then how we potentially monetize that I, I'm not sure, or if we really want to, but it's definitely a part of the community for sure. This is Pete Moore. Here's the last tip for you of the podcast. We are partnered up with a company called Higher Dose, higherdose.com. They are the leader in workout recovery products, infrared technology, LED light masks, neck enhancers, and other products such as PEMF mats and sauna blankets. If you have not gotten on the workout recovery train yet, your time and your stop is now. You got to get these products in there before these workout recovery and spas end up saturating your market. Having your members walk out of the club and going into one of their locations for 200 bucks per month where they're paying 39 to you. Let's become an expert in workout recovery if we are already an authority in workouts. Higher dose, check it out. There's a wholesale code, and we look forward to helping you augment your products and services to meet the demands of your members. And hey, let's get people happy, healthy, and sweating, and the recovery should be just as good as the workout. You know, it's interesting being an entrepreneur in your shoes, and I'll make a statement and a compliment at the same time. You know, there's a lot that you could control on how this business evolves. And there's maybe a 
a portion of it that you want to just see how it evolves on its own. Right. And whether I have my hand in that or whether that's a program that is done with or through a squad, that might not be the, the relevance is the 97% that people are staying right. with the core squad. And other things that happen are, are almost like ancillary benefits. And, and if I if I create them, then I should get rewarded for them. I, I usually say, you know, take an appropriate toll on a, on a highway, um, you know, to provide certain things to people. But uh, I'm not trying to control everything that happens or, you know, have a closed network. I mean, you're using WhatsApp, um, you know, so you're already trying to say to everyone, like, your communication is not, like, through us. It's, it's right. we're using a communication tool that everyone's comfortable with. And I'm not trying to control how this squad works. I'm just trying to make sure that the squad survives and thrives. And then once set up, everything kind of builds from there. Is that accurate? Do you want me to pitch that to somebody? No, that, that's spot on. You, you nailed it. And I mean, we're, we're really humble. Like we, we, in that, we're humbled by the fact that we're still quite small. We've got about three studios now, but we've got a lot to learn and a, a lot of stuff to make better. So at the moment, we are just listening to our members yeah. constantly, like providing them feedback, uh, feedback channels, you know, constantly having, sending them links saying, give us more feedback. We have like, you know, rating systems as they're leaving each, each, each of the studios. So like at the moment where we're just growing quite quickly, but, you know, still with our core group, I would say, you know, of our three studios, we're just trying to like absorb information about what people want. And I think we've got to be really careful when we grow in that sense, because you can alienate your best members and the people who sure. have really cared for you from the start if you don't do it well. And, and they're the people we want to target. Yeah, so so we got this Halo Academy. You should definitely uh, come and bring some of your guys on, uh, your team members and squad leaders if you want. On uh, We go through all the different business models in the industry. You can pick out the special sauce of Planet Fitness, CrossFit, SoulCycle, Cycle for Survival, uh, Peloton, then we do LA Fitness and some other ones. But um, yeah, I think that the, the point about continuous learning is, is something that, you know, every entrepreneur should be doing. So, you know, kudos to you for, for saying, hey, I'm in here. I got good intuition, but I also should know the history of what worked and hasn't worked and yeah. you know, other things that are people on power tip. So, um, look, thanks for coming on the show. Um, now as part of your, uh, you know, elevator pitch, you can say I create squads in the halo sector. Uh, you know, if I overhear you saying that, I'll be like, hey, man, that's right. It's my boy right here, Dean. Uh, and I uh, look forward to seeing you in person in the city. And we'll get this out there and, uh, and start to fill up more people, uh, you know, get results with you guys. I uh, really appreciate it, Ben. Looking forward to, to joining the uh, Academy. Awesome. All right, man. Good stuff. Thanks.